Bloomsbury Radio celebrating Bloomsbury Festival 2022. And um, before I get into uh, a conversation with uh, our next guest, uh, just a pause for a second because talking to Sylvia, who I'll introduce in a second, we were just <laughs> was reminding me of how difficult Irish names can be. So a big shout out to Katrina at Bloomsbury Festival. Uh, some people might have been calling you Catriona. It's a common occurrence. Sylvia, you're not alone. There's been lots of people doing it. And of course, Siobhan is another tricky one. Barra, my own name, has been tricky for people as well. Interesting, anyway, conversation about Irish names. But anyway, enough of that. That's a segue. So um, right now I am joined by Sylvia McNamara. That's an Irish name, McNamara. It is. So I've just really, it's just dawned on me. So where... Great-grandfather, County Clare. (laughs) In fact, he was a Farrell McNamara. Oh, okay. So have you been over there? Have you been visiting? I have, but we haven't, because you have to go to each graveyards of the ones you think until covid when they've uploaded the parish records my next task my next over the winter task is to go through and try and track those records through and find where the family comes from oh i love it so you're going on some massive family tree yeah. search genealogical i stuff. need to do that but i'm a bit worried about doing that because i'm scared of what i might find <laughs> it's all interesting yeah but i think you know my dad up were all a bit roguish, and I'm slightly concerned that there might be more than just me around. Stuff the of the novels, stuff of the novels. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but also I just yeah, you're absolutely right. I think if you if you ever do face that problem, I think the trick is to face it with a sense of humour. Absolutely. Not, what can you do? Yeah, nothing you can do. Yeah. Anyway, love it, Sylvia. Your event is um, happening very shortly. Nighttime air of the squares. Now, and you are, by the way, chair of Camden's Tour Guide Association, which I really want to kind of get into because I know nothing about that, okay? But that's why I'm here to learn. But Sylvia, can you bring us back a little bit and tell us about you, your journey, kind of going from A-levels on? Okay, so I... Tell us a bit about you. I loved history. I always loved history. And I did history at A-level. I did history at university. So I was brought up in Berkshire. I went to Bristol University. Um... I was not as enthralled as I hoped I would be at university. Um, we started in medieval, well, we started pre-medieval and then went into medieval. And I was much more interested in recent and current. And then I went to university, uh, then from university I went uh, to, VS- to Tanzania on VSO, Voluntary Service Overseas, and started teaching. And that began a career of teaching. M- went to the Midlands when I came back, brought my family up, um, taught children who couldn't read and write very well, Children with special educational needs, as they're known now. Okay. Um, Whereabouts in the Midlands was that? That was in Leicester, in Leicestershire. Yeah. Uh, then I, I love ended up Leicester. Can I just break away a little bit about Leicester. I think hasn't Leicester got the most diverse high street in the UK or something? It's it got, probably has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has, although it's got a very strong Gujarati Indian population. Okay. So um, there is there is diversity, yeah. and then there's also a kind of. Uh, coming together yeah. of, of food from that region, which is what I really miss in London. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, then I went and taught in the University of Leicester myself. So I taught teachers who were doing in-service training on special educational needs. And I was helping a lot of schools that were in special measures. So I decided to apply for jobs in the local authority because they had the funding for those sorts of schools. And I ended up working in Birmingham. And I stayed there for 10 years, became director of education there, went on to work for a national government that got closed by the Conservatives. So I came to London, came back to London because I've been born in London. And whilst I was at QCDA, the Qualification Curriculum Development Association, the one that got closed, 
I didn't have enough to do because we were closing the organisation. And so I signed up to do a degree with Birkbeck on the history of London, a master's degree. Fantastic. And it was brilliant. And it just kind of reminded me of my love of history because I wanted to do something for me. And then from that point onwards, I started pursuing tour guide um, courses as a way of exiting my normal career, my paid career, and then going into retirement. And it's never looked back. It's been brilliant. Brilliant. What a story. And, and, and also a lovely story about going back into education, yeah. right? You know, it's never, ever, ever too late to do that. And uh, super that you did it and, and have such a passion. Because I wonder maybe at uni, when you were doing history at, at that age, you said that you were not so motivated about it. But then that motivation came later in life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just before lockdown, I was um, attending another, a course actually taught by the tutor of that Birkbeck course, uh, Mike. And... Um, it closed because of lockdown, uh, but we were doing three lectures a week. So I would cycle to the, the VNA, yeah. do the three day, three lectures in one day, cycle yeah. back again. It was bliss. It was absolute yeah. bliss. Absolutely. Bliss. I mean, I did history in University College Dublin. I had one lecture, one hour lecture in the week, and one seminar. That was it. Yes. I mean, the rest, and the rest but, is essays. Or I wasn't <laughs> as disciplined as you. I don't think. Um, I should have been, but I wasn't. Um, so tell us more then about being a chair of Camden's Tour Guide Association. What does that job involve? Okay, so there are basically five different organisations that uh, across London. So there's the City of London Tour Guide Association, and that is accredited by the ITG, the, um, uh, the, the Institute of Tour Guiding, basically. Um, and then the other four are linked to, to their, their accreditation is either through the university or through a council. Mm-hmm. So Camden's accreditation is um, given by the mayor of Camden, and we have strong links with Camden. Uh, there's one that Lambeth has set up, strong links with Lambeth uh, Council. Um, then there's uh, the Clerkenwell and Islington and Westminster. Westminster is done more through the university, but again, strong links with the council. So... Um, I've done the City of London course and Camden course and I live in Camden and um, I've got those kind of chairing skills. The, the chair was standing down, well, I was secretary first and the chair was standing down so I, I stood in, into that role. Um, and what I wanted to do was to try to increase the footfall onto our website, get more people interested in our walks, um, increase our kind of presence, if you like. And, and I think, you know, we're on our, it's baby steps, but we're on our way to doing that. Do you look after them be, uh, or f- help facilitate the tour guides themselves? Yes, and, and yes, the because who... everybody is basically self-employed. And, and then there are key events that they can uh, take part in, like the Bloomsbury Festival. Yeah. So there's, um, there's just been the um, Silver Sunday and the, um, guy, the, the London Local Guiding Day, which is four of the associations coming together. And um, those are free events, um, this time we're, we are charging a little bit, just £5 for our walks for yeah. Bloomsbury Festival. Yeah. But um, it's helping the newly qualified guides to get into it and also just giving a bit of signposting for those guides that perhaps particularly after COVID haven't got back into it. So if I want to be a tour guide, how do I start? You go on a course. Yes, lovely. <laughs> and, and how long does that course take? Is that, I, a year. Yeah, go on. A year? Yeah. Incredible, isn't it? Yeah, like, it I didn't. Is. I didn't realise there was so much, you know, with respect, I didn't realise you had to do a course for a year. Yeah, and then you get examined on indoor guiding and external guiding wow. and uh, you do an actual exam, a written exam, which mm. is really scary. <laughs> 
Uh, but it's fun, you know, you, you learn a lot about the actual process, the skills involved in guiding itself. You learn about other people and their backgrounds and they're all contributing their perspectives. And, and you certainly learn a lot of history. Yeah. Do you have to show a certain expertise in the area that you're guiding around in? Yeah, to an extent. I mean, it depends whether you kind of, you know, you can be doing like the highlights of an area or you might go into a theme. So I, I usually do walks about women. And um, so if I'm doing women in medicine, then yeah. there's a certain, but mainly you're, you're researching. You, you, you do a lot of research, a lot, a lot, a lot of research, and then thin it all back down again and get in. So, so what you're sharing is the top of the iceberg, but underneath yeah. it, there's a solid base of other information that you have. And if you're, if you're a tour guide, say, just in the Bloomsbury area, are you restricted to that area or can you be a tour guide somewhere else? You could, you could guide anywhere. Um, it's up to you. But if you've got your Camden badge on, you should not be guiding outside of the Camden area. Gotcha. So if you've, if you've kind of marketed yourself as, as a, this is a Camden walk led by a Camden guide, you shouldn't be in Westminster. However, you can cross the street in, particularly around Middlesex you Hospital, might, for example, yeah, yeah, yeah. and suddenly you're in Westminster. So it's not, you know, so it's, so, so it's not quite. You're not crossing into someone else's patch. Well, like, you sort of are, but and you shouldn't be. But you know, there's a bit of flexibility there. So is there kind of, you know, a bit of a face-off between the guides? Is there really like there a, could be? <laughs> I love it. That's that's incredible. Yeah. Uh, so it could be a case of, oh, you're on my patch, move it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Interesting. But if you're going to do guiding professionally, like yeah. make a living out of it, then most people do the blue badge. Because that's the one that the tour companies kind of look to. And okay. that is uh, two years. <sighs> it's expensive. It's yeah. like 15 exam papers. Wow. Uh, it's huge. It's absolutely it's amazing, huge. It's amazing, isn't it? I didn't realise. Yeah, and it means you're, you have to do coach. Uh, you have to be qualified to do coach tours as well, which obviously you need for your career. You know, that's where a lot of the money is to be made. And uh, you, you have to do sort of... Brighton, um, Stonehenge, you know, that, that all of the, the other sites uh, that are outside, major sites that are outside of London, Bath. And that wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to be on the street yeah. and I wanted to mainly do outdoor guiding yeah. here in London. Yeah. What, what, are the, what are the different colour badges again? So there's blue badge, green badge and white badge. White badge is site specific. So you might have a white badge for Tower of London or St Paul's Cathedral. Yeah. Um, but it's probably... And then there's, there are green badges for like Newcastle or um, uh, in Brighton itself. So, so yeah. there are sort of area and regional green badges as well as the City of London. Fantastic. Um, so let's get into the event. Oh, no, first of all, before we do that, can I ask you, how did your relationship at Bloomsbury Festival begin? Okay, so um, again, as I took over a secretary and chair, it was clear that a number of guides would respond to a kind of general invitation to offer a walk for Bloomsbury Festival and what we um, as Rosemary took over last year what we began to explore with Rosemary and Cucina was having a central point of contact um, and so myself and the secretary Chris Wilkins Malloy we've been we said well we'll coordinate so so that you know the, the festival organizers know that there's one of us but there might be quite a few guides offering walks five or six yeah yeah now <coughs> excuse me obviously you're doing your own particular tour guide which we're going to get into do you want to uh, mention any other uh, people that you're facilitating and helping through the festival? Do you want to mention their events as well? Yeah, sure. So uh, one that's really fun is um, one for a family, uh, which is uh, looking at uh, children's literature, um, Harry Potter, Mary Pop- 
Mary Poppins, Hetty Feather, Oliver Twist. So that's for families and children aged 6 to 12. And Sam and Eleanor are running that one, Sam Nichols and Eleanor Pelione. And um, and then Rebecca is doing one that's more about breathing through the streets and the gardens, um, and looking at uh, key people in the area, um, as, as indeed uh, my walk does too yeah. but there are um and you've had chris yeah uh, chris Foster, about yeah, fantastic. his yeah. yeah yeah so and there's one of uh sue mccarthy's leading one about fanny wilkinson's green lungs for london so sort of yeah. focusing on that that project that fanny wilkinson developed yeah. so there are some really interesting walks on offer yeah. yeah and all the details of when they're happening are on the blues festival website they are so all you gotta do is simply log on to that url which is bloomsbury uh, festival so um sylvia let's talk about your specific event please so happening on the uh, 14th um can you let us know uh, what is your what are people going to experience when they rock up and meet you okay so my thought is that these squares that were established in 1660s really um and were always intended as a kind of cross between a park and a garden they're unique to london in that respect they were intended for people to be able to breathe to get yeah. some fresh air and most people's reaction when they go into one of these squares, which are fantastically well maintained, mainly through Camden Council, is to breathe. They just go, <sighs> and look around. So that's part of what we'll do. And the joy of doing it at night, especially now that the nights are drawing in, is that you get the lights on it. And it's quite a, a lovely, maybe spooky experience yeah. as you go through. Quite Halloween-y, I like yeah, Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and what I'll be focusing on, um, uh, as I do with a lot of my walks, not all of them, but many of them are key women who you may or may not have heard of. So for mine, we go through uh, from the store uh, centre to here to Bedford Square, where we'll be uh, looking at uh, Elizabeth Jessa Reed, who set up the Women's College here. And one of her alumni was um, Louisa Garrett Anderson, who ran the uh, military hospital in the First World War down on Endell Street. Um, and then we go through to Bloomsbury Square, which is where the squares actually began. And we'll have a little look at Dido Bell and her relationship there um through to russell square where we'll think about the pankhurst and come across uh, virginia wolf for the first time and then we'll go up uh, uh, through torrington to um tavistock square where virginia wolf features again with louisa aldrich blake who was an amazing uh, women's surgeon uh, trained by louisa's mother elizabeth garrett anderson and then into gordon square where again virginia wolf <laughs> was apparent but also look at the statue to noor in yat khan so it's a kind of nice circular walk where we can breathe in each of the squares have a little think about the difference between each square and hear the stories of some of these amazing mainly women, but not exclusively women, um, who lived in those squares. Yeah, and of course, breathe being the optimum word, because that's obviously exactly. the theme of the festival for 2022. Yeah. Um, so where do I turn up at what time? Okay, so the, the, the nighttime walk is 6.30 tomorrow at the Store Centre, and that's a free event. Um, and then I'm repeating the walk at lunchtime at one o'clock on Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, and that's a... A ticketed event uh, costing £5, but you can turn up on the day and give me your £5. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 No, that sounds great. Yeah, one thing really in common, actually, when I, when, I, when I spoke to Chris as well um, in relation to tour guides, you clearly have a passion for what you do. Yeah. And you have an energy for what you do. And you clearly really enjoy what you do, which is wonderful to see. 
and um, sort of a joy to kind of witness. Um, Sylvia, it's going to be fantastic. I'm going to try and catch uh, one of them, possibly not on the Friday at 6.30, because that's obviously um, opening night as well for the actual festival. So we're going to be busy, busy, busy here at Blues Radio, but certainly uh, during the week. Great. Uh, catching that. And uh, thank you for such a great insight in the tour guide business. You're welcome. I love it. Absolutely love it. Great to see you there, Barry. Yeah, lovely pleasure. <laughs> an absolute pleasure. And can I also wish you really good luck in your uh, family search in County Clare? Thank you. Thank you. And um, I hope that works out well. And um, thank goodness you had that um, that refound love for history because I think that's why you're that's why you're here today, and that's Indeed. why you're going to be at the Blues Festival over the coming days. Thank you again, uh, Sylvia, for your time, and um, all the best of luck.